0: another episode of Talk 21. Of course, I'm your host, as always, Davidi, your record. Yeah. Uh, of course, with my... My, par- my, uh, my uh, Sam Genova, my, uh, my partner, and our special guest. Thank you.
1: And then so we say, hey, guys. it's want, Johnny you... Supa.
0: No, I know. I'm just going to say my partner and then Johnny Super. Or do you want, do you want to introduce him? You, 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 in, in, you can introduce him. So okay. I'll say, I got Sam here and Sam, like, and then, yeah. you can, then maybe Sam can pipe in. Welcome back to another episode of Talk 21. I'm David Beatty, the broker of record with Century 21 Fine Living. And my co host, Sam Genova, is here with us today.
2: Hey, how's it going, everyone? We got a special guest on the show today. This beautiful young gentleman over here, Johnny Supa.
3: Hey, hey! What's happening? Well, uh, not much, bud. thanks for having me, guys. Thank Likewise, you. Oh, nice, no nice to have problem. you thanks here. Thanks
2: for taking the time to come and uh, spend a few hours with us today. I don't drive to the city often, yeah, so there you go. so it better be worth it. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, Johnny, tell us about uh, tell us about who you're with, what you do, and like so, you just give a little bit of a, a summary.
3: Yeah. So again, my name is Johnny Supa. I am the principal broker and owner of. Uh, mortgage brokerage called Nesta financial we're a dominion lending franchise located in bolton um, we're a small i say a small boutique brokerage we got about 14 agents that work with us right pretty strong we're good at what we do good
2: yeah excellent
0: yeah we're similar to us we're we're, we're a boutique office we've been i've been doing this for a long time i just feel like uh, like connecting with the people you work with every day is more important than just having bodies in and, and we're, we're both doing we're both selling and providing services we're not yep. just hiring and recruiting so we do a little bit of both so I feel like' we're, we're able to uh, to give the insight as to what's going on out there not as just a manager that doesn't actually trade yep so I think there's that's a lot of stuff
3: that happens in the background that people don't see and yeah. you're the broker owner yeah. you're doing a lot of the business management
0: along with S- along with closing deals in closing deals yeah so that that's why I feel like uh, uh, like people that are active brokers in these businesses, we're learning like everybody else. We're like we're in the trenches with everybody else. And we can actually bring insight to who are, who we employ and who we, who we have working and, for us. And
3: it's tough training, recruiting, yeah, and doing your own business at the same time. It's a lot of work. It Yeah. It's, it's a so lot.
1: they call you, now people are calling mortgage brokers the superheroes of the industry. <laughs> the ones that they're looking, that they need to give people answers.
3: If, yeah, if, if that mortgage broker knows what they're doing, yeah, they definitely are the superhero. We're, we're that piece of the puzzle that puts everything together, right? The agents are out there. Um, I think there's a misconception because agents, they glamorize a lot on social media. We all see right, that. Yeah. Right, but sure. I don't think a lot of people really truly understand how hard it is to be a, a realtor. That's a hard business. You get like the prospecting that goes into being a realtor is hard. There's true salesmanship because you're constantly grinding and farming every single day. Right. A lot of mortgage agents, they're they're doing the same, but not as actively or aggressively as, as a realtor is. But the importance of a mortgage broker is extremely important nowadays because of where the rates are, where the business sits. People are struggling to get financing. If you're not a broker who understands first and foremost what the financing institutions are offering as a product where you can fit that client, a lot of people are finding themselves stuck or not getting financing on time or they're wasting realtors' times because they might have been pre-approved virtually on a TD's website. But once yeah. they provide documentation and then you provide this to the banks, you're not really truly qualifying because you've held back some information. Right. So there's yeah. there's a lot of no, you, you have guys, to be really good at what you're doing. You guys right now.
2: in this industry with the current uh, current conditions wear many capes for sure. You know you're you are uh, kind of uh, the guys who you know who solidify the whole deal. Once uh, on the back end of things. So. Some
1: call mortgage brokers the generals of an army where the real estate agents are the army, the frontline workers. 100%. Is that
3: true? 100%. Yeah, and, and I would agree. And yeah, the, the I think the so. Society sees it that way too, right? So the first thing a client does is when they're looking to buy a property is they're calling realtors. Right. And the first thing the realtor is saying is, have you gotten pre-approved? Absolutely. Where the first phone call should be to either your bank institution or a mortgage broker, us, yeah. um, You should be making that phone call to us and letting us give you the green light to go contact the realtor to say, "Hey, I'm ready. I'm pre-approved. This is what my financing looks like, and I can I can pull the trigger when I'm because re- now I'm ready."
0: Right.
1: So now let's talk about something. All, all three of us, big topic. Ready? If someone has equity in their home and they want to use it not to invest but to pay off their credit card bills and all that, do you think it's wise for them to pull equity out of their home? to pay for
3: debt? So that's a good question, and it depends on the situation because each individual person, it, um, their, their situations are different. Is it good debt or bad debt? And if it's, if it's bad debt because you're trying to eliminate consumer debt, like your credit cards and, and lines of credit, yes, absolutely, it is, it is definitely beneficial because at the end of the day, we live in a life where cash flow is important. If you're bringing home, let's say five thousand dollars a month, and your mortgage is three thousand, and you've got a three hundred dollar mortgage, uh, credit card payment, another three hundred dollar line of credit, if you car can, payment, car payment, if you can bundle that all into one and save them five six hundred bucks a month, it's it's huge. definitely huge. Yeah, for sure. And not to chime, talk too much, but our average right now on refis, we're saving clients six hundred dollars a month on debt consolidations. That's the latest report that we've pulled out of our office. Wow, that's pretty impressive. So that's a lot of money to save somebody. Yeah.
1: For How sure. do you guys feel about that, about pulling equity out
3: to pay debt? Well, I mean, hearing
2: it from the professional, um, I would have to agree with him. I mean, if it's bad debt, like credit cards and stuff like that, it doesn't make sense to hold those payments when you're paying 21% on a visa and line of credit. Like, you, uh, you mean you would consolidate it and kind of, like he said, you're saving, with that debt, you're saving five $600 a month, so it would be, it's a no-brainer. But
1: technically credit cards with your equity you're also gaining good credit
3: yes you are because the so the institutions are now reporting back to the bureaus with less utilization so if you've got a credit card that's at a ten thousand dollar limit and you're maxed at ten thousand you're utilizing hundred percent of that credit it's better for you to take the two credit cards you have and split that debt between two cards because your utilization comes down which will increase your credit score so that's extremely important. But on the other hand, if you have a Toyota Corolla and you're financing that at six hundred and fifty dollars a month, and it's at two point nine percent, it doesn't make sense to take that car, put it into your mortgage, amortize right. it for thirty years, no. and put yourself at a six percent. That no. just doesn't make sense. No. You, you should do sell the car. Do
1: that?
3: They do. We got a lot of calls because the cash flow is not there, right? Because mortgage payments have come up so much, increased over the last two months, years. Yeah. Eight, yeah, it's they've taken you know a payment of eighteen hundred dollars. Now they're paying. 2800 dollars for instance because their payments have gone up so much or yeah. mortgage payment, sorry and now they want to get rid of that car payment well don't add it to the mortgage just get rid of the car and go find something different that would right. be my advice don't don't take on the debt and add, like you're going to break your mortgage so there's a penalty there you're now obviously maybe not going to get the same rate you're currently in because now you got to go and uh, read that um, sense. reapply and to to bury 25000 dollars to break a mortgage pay 9000 dollar penalty it doesn't make right. sense. No. And, but a lot of brokers out there will do it because they want that. They, they just want the transaction. So, so
1: do you guys feel that also a real estate agent, a lawyer that deals with real estate is also key importance to getting it done? Right?
3: Very important. You, but you better have the best representation when you're trying to close a deal, if that lawyer doesn't know how to pull, I'll give you a prime example. Um, you're doing a switch. So you're transferring your title from one lender to the next. So you're switching, you're renewing, whatever you want to call it. If that lawyer isn't aware to pull and ask for a payout in time, you might be stuck because the the current lender that you're getting the money from might take too long because they have these new FCTs or FNF who are closing the transactions. If they don't request the buyout quick enough, you may end up in a closed six-month term. And because you missed the closing day by one day, you'll pay IRD or interest rate differential and now that penalty is like a $9,000 penalty and you shouldn't have that if you had the right legal representation so lawyers are very very important choose the people that you're going to choose wisely or get the advice from proper people because it can be very expensive Good advice.
2: It's, 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 yeah, it's all, we're all part of a puzzle. We're all yep. pieces of a puzzle. And it's,
0: and it's become more intricate and more, more complex now with the way things are changing ever so quickly. Yep. And that's why we want to make sure we have the right people in play to make the decision and to ultimately make sure that our clients are, uh, are properly represented. Right. So
1: now how do you break it to someone that has $300,000 to put towards a house, an additional 200000 in the bank for payments yet they're not approved because their income is not enough. How do you convince these people that this is just how the system works?
3: Uh, good question. <laughs> um, yeah, so one of the biggest rules we have in our office is in order for us to provide accurate information and for us to avoid any misunderstandings, I need to review all your documents. And when I say everything t1s t it depending on your employment status right if you're verified meaning that you have a hourly or salary job that's a verified income right if you're in business for yourselves like us or you're a a peace worker let's say you work for a drywall company and you're and you're putting up drywall every day you're paid as a peace worker that is you're t5 right so that's a little different you're making really big money so you have to verify their income and that's very important to do so looking at their documentation um They might even say to you, oh, I didn't know that uh, my car payment that I co-signed for that's under the company is going to report on my personal bureau. These things are very important to know. You might not think it's reporting, but we see it reporting. Or depending on the institution, if you're not experienced, you might know that Equifax is not going to show a certain credit report, but TransUnion will. Well, if you're going to submit the deal to Scotiabank, Scotiabank is going to pull your TransUnion report. And if you don't know that as an experienced broker, you might blow that deal up and it'll mess up the realtor, it'll mess up the buyer, and it's a long chain effect because now you've got a purchase, a buy, a purchase, a buy, a purchase, a buy, all the way down the road, and now you're getting extensions and you're getting- That's a mess. Oh.
1: So. No, 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 I'll set you guys up, ready? All right, ready guys, all three of you, the bank of mom and dad is an essential factor for the millennials and all the new Gen Z, Gen X and all that, realtors, mortgage brokers, the hell are we doing now? The mom and dad have to now get into the mortgage digger.
3: So, so I, I'll say this, and I, don't, I hate talking so much. Oh, my goodness. Oh, buddy, good. this, is, this is your, Bart, this is your you're, stage, you're man. You're a guest. You're, you're a, a guest. guest. This is important so, information. I, when, I, when I got in this business in 2017, uh, 18, um, I was double-ending transactions. So in our business, a double-end transaction is if I'm going to mom and dad, refining their house to get money for a down payment. That shit hasn't changed. It's still the same. And I would highly recommend it if you can. Because you're not going to have the 20%. And it was a, we had the same video yesterday. Are you more favorable on a rate if you put down 5% or 20%? The more favorable rate on paper is a 5% down payment. However, you're paying an insurance premium. So depending on if the client can qualify or not, if they need the down payment and the parents have the equity in their home and they're willing to gift that money to them, and the keyword is gift, then yeah, it's definitely beneficial. But it's been happening... For 10, yeah. Forever, it's it's not something new. It's just new because it's being glamorized on social media. And now, with the, with the, my with first the parents, house, my yeah. father helped me with my down payment. He helped my siblings. He, I know many people.
1: Helped as in co-signing?
3: Uh, both, actually. My father gifted a down payment. The same thing he's done for all his siblings. And he also co-signed for my first property because I wasn't able to qualify. You know, I was working in the car business back, in the, back then when I first bought my first home, and I couldn't qualify. Me and my wife's income wasn't enough. So it hasn't changed, I just think the conversation is more relevant now than it ever has been before.
1: What
0: do you think, Dave? I think it's, it's, it's been going on forever. Like, I mean, my, my parents helped me out yep. uh, on my first buy, and uh, my first investment property was with my dad. So wh- however, whatever it takes, it happens, and that's what we do as parents and uh, and uh, as uh, as people getting out getting out there and buying and putting money into into the market. so it, it's definitely it's definitely beneficial and it's and I think it's mandatory because I don't know where everybody's coming down with these down payments. People are staying in school way longer, whether they're in professional faculties, paying for schooling, yep. they come out with they come out with that and so. How do you how do you get started on a million dollar a million dollar freehold home without a help like you know it just it's a it's I, I can't see it going anywhere else it's why it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of weird but it's almost like all around us all the time It's just become more prevalent right
3: I want to ask a question to you guys what do you guys think about um, exactly that point everybody wants to buy that million dollar freehold
0: right why does that have to be the first well it depends on the depends on yeah, who you're who, who you're dealing with, right? Depends who you're yeah. dealing with. If you're dealing with uh, like somebody that like I guess a family that are have more wealth, then it seems like where people wanna be. And uh, but no, absolutely you can go you can but start why, wherever you need. to. Why can't
3: there be the natural
0: transition? Yeah, like buy like a condo, condo then by then the by town by, home. Uh, yeah. Then from the
2: town home you go you to know, the side. Think, I think a lot has to do with how you grew up as well and where you grew up. Like, you know, if you, you kind of grew up in a detached property, you know, and you kind of want that same lifestyle, yeah, basically but if you're spoiled, basically. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But exactly, you got to crawl before you you walk. So I, I, I had the situation with a client now, is they were hoping to get you know a a, a townhouse, but I'm like, you know what? Listen, the budget doesn't.
0: It doesn't it's, allow it's, for it. it.
2: doesn't allow for it. And unfortunately, we need to start with a condo and build that equity and and move up, right? Yeah. Start there, your first step.
0: Move on, build equity, and you know. And then, and that's back to the whole thing about uh, like looking at the bigger picture. I mean, you could maybe buy a, a freehold or a bigger property, but then you might be house poor. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So you're gonna have a uh, you're gonna have a, is that right house poor house poor yeah. So you're gonna have a beautiful house, but all you're doing is paying down debt, and you're not able to furnish it. You're not able to go for that dinner. You're not able to go on a trip. So we need to make sure we know what our clients want, and then. Like me, make sure that we're bringing, push him in the direction, right? And and I, I'm getting a a helpful down payment will be good with any respect with whatever whatever you buy. You can buy a condo, like if you if you if you can only have so much money, the condo is a good way. But I'm like I'm just saying it's you got to start from somewhere
2: whatever your you know your budget allows. Yeah, you know, you where you want to be comfortable, right? You have your stuff to you live. Get
3: in the market, getting in the market is, is, a, is key. it, That's yeah, Of
0: course, That's it. yeah, yeah. Well, you got to get, exactly. get in, to you, right? you got to get in to build the equity. You can move up with time, right? You got to get in to build the equity because time over time, no matter what, what's going on today and where the market is today, it will come back. It will come back. Uh, like, look at the look at history, like, it's w- property value has gone up every time, like it won't uh, stop. It might no. dip, it might dip. Like, today, we're seeing. Some like some troubled times with regards to the market, but it'll come back. So, the sooner you can get in, and it's a long haul, it's uh, and it's a sure bet. Real estate, brick and mortar, is a sure bet. You need to get into it. Go call your parents, ask them for some money. Yeah, Yeah. And,
1: and lastly, lastly, to close up this episode, how do you feel about social media and the misinformation that people it's almost like a fantasy that? Do you stress that people should not take social media literally? Oh
3: boy, um, <laughs> I got I got two kids, and um, my son is at that stage now where he's focusing on he's looking on TikTok and he's on Instagram. It's inevitable; you can't get away from it. Right? Believe half of what you see, and nothing of what you hear. I right. tell him all the time. Don't Say believe
1: that again. Say that again.
3: Believe half of what you see and nothing of what you hear. It's all bullshit. Yeah. It's all glamour. Um, yeah. People only show you what they're winning at. They never show you when they're losing. I know people who just show these beautiful things that are going on, but really, truly, behind closed doors, they're it's bad. <laughs> like, and and I don't know. And I don't understand why. Yeah. Is is social media great? Absolutely. I mean, since I was a kid, I've always wanted to be an actor in Hollywood and 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 have my own spotlight or a TV show. So it gives you the opportunity to bring yourself in the forefront, but be genuine. Don't yeah. be don't be something that you're not. So
1: do you encourage people to really extend their hand and and reach out to a mortgage broker or a a legitimate real estate agent that can
3: navigate I, I, Yeah, I think if you're providing the right information and education, like financial literacy is is a big deal. It's never been provided in our schools. So I feel it's my responsibility as a mortgage broker to provide that. Because if you're not budgeting right for that million dollar home that you want to buy and to not become house broke, you have to have a certain budget in play. Right. There's everything else in this world that comes into effect. That even as a mortgage broker, we're not we're not stressing that in your mortgage, car insurance, um, daily living expenses, right. groceries. If you're not if you're not accounting for that in your budget, you can become horse, house broke
0: real quick. Right.
2: So guys, I hope you like what you saw here. Uh, thanks, Johnny, for coming, taking the time. That thanks was an awesome me. episode. So much information. Um, you guys can follow me at Sam Genova Real Estate and my partner Dave at.
0: Yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for tuning in. And you can find me at uh, C21 Fine Living Realty. And we uh, looking forward to the next one. And Johnny?
3: Yeah, you could find me at your Nesta Financial. That's our handle for everything with uh, Facebook, Instagram. Um, or you can find us at Bolton. We're on Highway 50 off Par Drive. And, yeah, that's pretty much it.